all the facilities around the country can have an opportunity to use their underutilized playing time sure. to have young people come in there and form teams, and then it's going to lead up to state championships, a national championship. I think that's going to be held in Minnesota this year, and it's I mean it's it's exciting times to see. Welcome back to the Future of Pickleball. This is the show where we talk to the people that are making the sport go. I've got a great guest today here. Rummy Maxey is a leader in pickleball and has been for a long time in the state of Texas and then on a broader national scale through some youth initiatives that he works on. We're going to talk to Rummy Maxey. Welcome, Rummy. Hey, thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. Good. I want to let's start a little bit with I met you in Texas. I had been traveling all over the state of Texas and talking about the youth initiative that we both work on, and, but we hadn't even met at that time, and everybody I talked to said, oh, you got to talk to Romy. How did you get into pickleball? Actually, I moved into a Del Webb community, and uh, it was 55-plus community. I walked down one night, and I said, what's this? <laughs> and a couple of people were out there playing, and they said, uh, this is pickleball. So I said, well, I think I can do that. So being an athlete, former athlete and so forth, I said, I'll, I'll get into this and, and I've been enjoying it ever since and grab me a paddle and here we go. Very nice, very nice. Well, one of the things that I wanna really kind of talk to you about particularly where, where Texas was not one of the lead states that came in, it kind of followed Florida and Arizona. Correct. But as it got going, you got to a point that when I first met you, you were working on developing a very elaborate Country Club Pickleball Center. What was that about? We were. We had a, a great project. We had a 36-court complex that we were excited about. It was going to be, uh, had a little bit of chicken and pickle involved in it. We had the, that element. And then we also had the competitive court side of it. It was going to be a, a large bar. You have to have that. And uh, it was going to be a Texas flair, have a good time. And uh, 36 courts, some indoor, some outdoor, some covered. A uh, tremendous project. But... Uh, it became unaffordable at one point, and we decided to back off and sure. go in a different direction. And so now that different direction is really timely today. Pala is in Houston, Texas. Yes, sir. North Tell Houston. us about Pala, and I want to talk about how you developed that concept. Pala is a, is a really unique concept. It's not necessarily unique to some of the country because some other folks are starting to follow that pattern of taking in a warehouse. Basically, uh, well, I think ours was a, a Home Depot type uh, had high roofs, 30-foot roofs, uh, ceilings, and so we decided to take a look at this, and it was affordable. We came in, and we put in some great uh, APP, PPA regulation pickleball courts. They're outdoor courts, indoors, and uh, we have 11 indoor. Uh, we have eight outdoor. Uh, we have two bars. It's a tremendous, uh, and it was a, a, a very, very small amount of money compared to a building project itself. Sure. And actually, I want to talk about that a little bit, because here on The Future of Pickleball, we, we really try and, and meet people who've been able to create magic so that maybe people in other parts of the country could create magic in their own markets. What was the formula? What did you actually do to make it happen? The formula was simple. I mean, and we took a five-year lease, and we got a good, good uh, price on the lease, and then we took a five-year rollover, so we actually have a 10-year lease option. We uh, then took, uh, we got our court builder, and really for about $6,000 a court because the concrete's already there. Sure. So it's just a matter of bringing in the, the court builder and then maybe the fencing, 
And so if you build 10 courts, you're, you're $60,000, $80,000 in, and you've got 10, 10 courts to play on almost immediately. Wow. Now, I remember at one point you had mentioned to me that it was very, you felt it was very critical to be able to make sure whenever you were adding a location that you could get a liquor license, that that was a key element. Is that something that you yes. find? Yes, we, we have to really investigate the uh, opportunity for the liquor license because alcohol and, and uh, young people like to uh, have a good time. The chicken and pickle format, I'll use them again. Uh, they, they come in there and they play for a, uh, a while. They have a, a, you know, a beer and some nachos and they have a great time playing the game. Yeah. And that's a good concept. So we wanted that concept, but we also wanted enough courts that we could have the four or five players over here and the 4-0 players and the 3-5. Very Because nice. everybody wants to kind of play sure. with their level of style and play. And so we have that option now to do that. We s segregate them to a point to where they can have that opportunity to play with their level. Now, as you, as it, 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 I haven't been to Pala, but I've seen a lot of the photographs that you show me. You, you really are capable of, of even running some smaller tournaments there if you want, aren't you? We, we had our first tournament a couple of months ago. We've only been open three and a half months. And I might add that we've had over 3,000 registered players come through wow, already. That means cool. they've been there at least once. Yeah. And we have over 300 uh, regular member players at this point. So with that said, we had a tournament a couple of months ago that uh, had about 100 people. It was just we were trying to see if we could put one on and how it went. It went very well. And so we put on our second one just two weeks ago. And we had 281. Very nice. So Very nice. we're growing in that yeah. respect too. Yeah. Because I'm I'm imagining, like most other aspects of pickleball, tournaments can be a pretty good fundraiser. Whether you're doing it for a benefit or for to help offset the cost of a facility. Do you think that what you've been able to do in Texas is something that could be repeated? elsewhere in the country? Oh, multiples. I mean, uh, I'm talking to groups now in Houston uh, to possibly expand the idea. Maybe not Apollo by name, but other groups are talking about. And quite frankly, with the population of the city of Houston, you could have five uh, instances like Paula and still be successful. And so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a market that has tremendous potential throughout the country. Very uh, nice. And we have a lot of uh, vacant spaces and things that are that are available out there. Sure, I know. I travel extensively in the country, and I don't go anywhere that there aren't empty big boxes of one form or Absolutely. another. Very nice. I want to segue away for a bit, and I want to talk about a passion project that you and I both work on, and that is youth pickleball. And we've both raised kids in sports. Uh, we've been very deep involved in this sport ourselves as, as adults. When we start looking at the new youth initiative, why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about what's getting ready to happen? We're uh, tremendously excited about the opportunity to work with young people. And again, many of these facilities that we're talking about, that, that Paula's and different places around the country, are going to get excited about this also. Because in every facility in the country, there's an underutilized time. And that typically is around 3 to 5.30 every day. People aren't playing. In pickleball during those times. So it's a perfect opportunity to bring in the after school program. Sure. And this is what the youth initiative will be able to feed off of. And we're talking about an MLP type style uh, format where we have four boys and four girls, maybe some substitutes. So you maybe have 12 young people on a team 
and we want to have 8U, 10U, very similar to the select baseball, the select volleyballs, the select soccer programs that are going on nationally. We want the same, the same thing happening in pickleball and move forward with that. So now all the facilities around the country can have an opportunity to use their underutilized playing time sure. to have young people come in there and form teams. And then it's going to lead up to state championships, a national championship. I think that's going to be held in Minnesota this year. And it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting times to see. Yeah, it sure is. It's been fun. For those of us on the leadership team that have been trying to put this together, we've gotten great interest from Major League Pickleball. They're thinking of us as Little League to Major League Pickleball. Uh, Lifetime Fitness nationally has chosen to say, we want to help drive youth pickleball. So this will be something to watch, and it's going to start rolling out here in the very Soon. near future. Um, as we close and wrap this up, I wanted to kind of get, as a guy that's been as deep in the sport as you have and as involved in Texas, what would you like to see happen in the future with pickleball? You know, I see, I see now that Duper's doing a college program, and I was uh, talking about that a couple of years back. I thought that was going to be a really good initiative, so the college program. But I think just the building on the youth and the amateur play, I mean, 95% of the people want amateur play. They want to go sure. to a local facility, get their exercise, have fun, and go out and have lunch with their buddies. And I think as long as we continue to grow that and have opportunities, the biggest uh, downfall that I see now is where people can't get on the courts. They're yep. just not enough. They stack in their paddles and they get disappointed that they've got to wait 30 minutes for a game. So the more that these box or locations open up, nationwide it gives entrepreneurs an opportunity to have a, a vibrant uh, income and also gives opportunities for more players to play this sport is just growing <laughs> as fast as we can make it grow very nice well ladies and gentlemen I told you we were going to bring you another good leader in the sport Romy has been so involved in Texas if you know anyone in Texas that plays pickleball you ask them if they've heard of Romy Maxey Thank you so much, Romeo. It's Thank been you, great Paul. having you. Thank you for having me.